Blog Talk Radio. Insurrection anniversary, two years since uh, oh, white folks lost their mind on the Capitol. Yeah, now, if was, yeah. If it was if it was black folks, we know they would open fire on all our black asses, right? But yeah. they just let white folks just go and infiltrate like mice, rats, anything else, and get away with whatever they tried to do. They ain't accomplished nothing. Half of them got records and going to jail and all kind of stuff. That was it worth it? And what Trump doing? Sitting in Mar-a-Lago on his fat ass. There you go. Okay. Yep. You, say, you know what I mean? In a nutshell. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Piling up lawsuits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> gonna Crazy. But Kettle, I know Trump is your boy, so I'm not going to talk about him. I know he's your boy. Don't even try. Nope. nope, nope <laughs> far from the truth. <laughs> your main man. Have mercy. Some pain, man. All right. Papa Didi. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, our first question to knock around the table this year. Let's talk about the brothers, for example. Let's talk about the brothers that's hanging out with them white girls. Okay? Now, have y'all noticed, I want to get y'all opinion on this. When you see a brother hanging out with a white woman, okay, you ever notice that brother's like very clean cut? I'm talking like if you see him like downtown D.C., up on Main Street, all the new uh, wharf area and stuff like that. When you see an interracial couple, black woman, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, white woman, black man, you ever notice that the black guy is just so fucking clean cut? His sneakers, his shirt, everything, there's no flaws at all. You know what I mean? Now, is this because he's dating a white woman or... What what got his black ass so cleaned up all of a sudden? What is that about? As opposed to just being yourself. Have y'all noticed that or is it just me? Go ahead, Red Wine. What are you going to say about that? I mean, I I have seen some 
like that that have that kind of preppy young mm-hmm. kind of look. Sweater tied around their neck and a knot and all that shit. Yeah, yeah I've seen something like have that. Seen that. Something without the sweater, but still have that kind of preppy look. I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen some that have sort of bordering on more of a grunge look, too. But I have seen the more preppy ones. I've only yeah. seen a few with a grunge. Like, I've seen a few brothers with the dreads walking around with a white woman. I mean, a white woman of a... You could tell she's of a higher statue. She's got all the look of her parents got a little bit of money. Oh, you mean that kind? That kind of white. I ain't you mean talking more about like a, a... I was going to say a Karen. I'm but, talking about... No, I'm okay, talking about not a Karen, like, but a, a Brooke Shields kind of motherfucker. Oh. Okay. You know okay, Brooke now Shields. I don't usually see them walking with the dread. Oh, you need to get out a little more. Okay. All right. No, yeah, you're right. I probably do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed them. Mm-hmm. It's funny how what I have observed is that people really do look at them. You know, especially, I hate to say it, but my sisters. My sisters will stare them down and oh, yeah. give them the look like, what you doing with her kind of thing. Well, that's because the black dude looks so clean cut. He's always so new sneakers and a new sweater and new all this shit. Yeah. And they won't even dress up yeah, for the Yeah, the sisters sister. will give them that, you know, sort of give them yeah. that hateful stare. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, I haven't observed anybody, like, say anything or call them out. But, yeah, to answer your question, I, I've seen them. Okay. I don't know. Carol, have you seen any of them? Um, no, I guess I haven't been looking. But when I do see them, um, I just feel as if, you know, a certain man will gravitate, you know, to what they like. And who's to say that the woman's not buying his clothes to make him look good? I mean, who knows? You know. So, uh, yeah, not, I don't see anything point. wrong with it. I don't see nothing wrong with it. If if he if she wants her man to look good, shit, if she got the money to buy clothes, he probably said, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not that's saying like, there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying no, that I have observed it. The question was, have we observed it? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen them out there. But what I have noticed is that sometimes (laughs) some black women do give them the look of, um, if looks could kill, you would fall out dead right there. (laughs) But but honestly, that look to me, go ahead, go ahead. No, I just say, I just think we as a people, we just, I think we just worry about and be concerned about the wrong things, you know. I look. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I do look. I mean, you know. But it's like, okay, hey, that's what you like. You like it. I love it. So, um, hey, teachers on. I, I guess. I just think sometimes when some of the, some of our sisters, when they give them that look, they mm. they give them that look like you know that questioning look like what's that about why why yeah, they give why. them that look of yeah. why mm-hmm. I got it yeah why why not me you know it's sad. exactly is that, that that look <laughs> yeah it's that you're right that's the look it's mm-hmm. that look of mm-hmm. what's that about and why not me but mm-hmm. I think if some of them were honest they would already know to answer their question because mm-hmm. if if you one I, of those one of those uh, kind of women. That always uh-huh. got something to say and always ready to fight. That's the answer. That's why mm. not you. <laughs> but, right. but go ahead. But check this out. On, 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 on the other hand, 
I'm going to put a question out to you, uh, Papa. What do you think about a black woman with a white guy? And, you know, are, are they dressing different? I noticed that these entertainers now, they gravitate to more than white men. I mean, look at Eve and look at Chili. Recently, Chili just came out and said, okay, who she's dating is a, uh, of the Caucasian persuasion. So I uh-huh. guess you figure, hey, they can't find love this way. Well, 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 well I'll try. okay. Well, all right. Let me let me let me let me provide two cents on that. Well, first of all, I didn't want y'all to misconstrue my question initially. What I was saying is that I, initially I was saying that white black brothers, seeing that when they go out, white women they they are a little more cleaned up. I wasn't talking about who they was with or why they was with. I'm saying that the image that they project is a little more cleaner. They project a suburban image. Especially if they were a white woman and got a little bit of money. If they were a white woman and got a little bit of money. They're being well, they're not being fake, but they're being more to do on the moment. They the the image that they want to project is because they're with a woman, they're trying to match that woman's finances. Now and that was a very good point that you brought up, Kettle, concerning uh black women. Now, here's the deal. This is something I learned from my father years ago. My father Mm -hmm. told me that the reason why you see a lot of black female stars with white people because that's all they're around all the time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Black celebrities don't hang with black folks, black men. Black men are not in their circle. If you live in Beverly mm-hmm. Hills or you live in uh, uh, Woodland Hills, any 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 town in, D, in not D.C., excuse me, any town in, in L.A. that has the hills in the back of the word, or Malibu mm-hmm. or whatever, you if you have reached the finance level to live up that far, ain't too many black men in those areas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And okay. which is a sad thing because the person you love in your life has got nothing to do with their financial status. Nothing. Right. Nothing to do with their financial status. But ladies nowadays that are or that are have been considered as celebrities or what have you they, you know, they walk their dog, and here's a white guy they see every day. He could be playing them. He could say, well, I'm going to take my time with this one. I mean, look at the guy Serena Williams got involved with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sometimes you wonder, you say to yourself, first of all, the guy she got with, sure, she got with a guy, but he's a real successful guy. But my question is this. Does he even have enough dick to handle that fat ass? Okay, that's, that's, my, that's question. my question, and that may be the inside track on the whole attraction is that he's going at his jungle fever, but can he really handle all that? And like I said, that's just a fantasy well, question. That, that, that's rhetorical. No, that's rhetorical. That doesn't have to be answered. It okay. don't have to be answered. Okay. I, I said that to be funny. I said that to be oh, funny. But all I'm saying, oh, okay. when you look at the, you look at people like. Like you mentioned before, what's the girl's name with the tattoo on her chest with the little footprints? What's her name? You mentioned it before. Eve. 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 Now look at this old motherfucker she's fucking with, okay? All right, now, like I said, draw your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions. She said, all right, this guy promised me a house on the hill, looks out on the valley. He's a decent guy. We get along well, yada, yada, yada. If I could take 70, 64% of satisfaction sexually, I'll deal with it. You know what I mean? And and I'm just, I'm not, that's just my opinion. But I'm not taking okay. it. I'm not locking it. I'm not locking it into a, into a safe or anything. But 
everybody deals with what they deal with, you know, and, uh, all right. But but to getting back to what I said, my father told me years ago when I was very young, he said, look here, these black female celebrities, you're going to see most of them are white men because black men are not in the areas that they're in. They can't even afford to live in those areas they live in. People like, uh, who's the young lady who's part on uh, 227? What's her name? Uh, oh, Regina King. Regina King. Can you imagine where Regina King lives? Are there black men walking down her street? Hell fucking no. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's leave it at that. Because if you see Virginia came with a white guy, it's because she lives in a white neighborhood. Anyway, that's that's how that happens like that. So don't think because, oh, they're pushing up a white guy. That's all that's around. So they're like, fuck it, I'm tired of, you know, I need to date somebody. So that guy that was walking that little cocker spaniel, he's cute. He's so got money. With what's available? What's, what's in arm reach? Okay. In most cases. So, I mean, that's my opinion. And, All you know, right. it, it, the words go out. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to get off my, my uh, soapbox. Okay. All right, Kevin. You ready to shift gears and go to tonight's rundown? Sure, 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 sure. You guys ready? All right. All right. Go right ahead. What you got for us? In focus, an innocent black man, jail, facial recognition, got it wrong. Also, U.S. college scam, mastermind, gets longest varsity blues sentence. And Minnesota City creates a committee to give respirations to descendants of enslaved Africans. Also, a cocktail of the week is the church heel. What's popping with Papa Didi? I'm quite sure he has some interesting things to talk about tonight. Also, yeah. we're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Um, New Year's Eve fireworks canceled because of masturbating walrus. Also, burglars call 911 to get help moving stuff. And South Korea lifts ban on imported sex dolls. Okay? Oh. I'm just saying with red wine, liars, liars everywhere. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. And uh, hey, pajama party.com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in the studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself. And me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing the airtime. As you, you know, know. we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happen to show up well, again. Can you tell what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern Time, 8 o'clock, Mountain Time, 7 o'clock, Central Time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western Time, <laughs> East West Coast Time. Right, okay. right. Either way, check so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock, if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. Yeah, we got it all. Seven, seven o'clock if you in. Uh, okay, it's nine o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. Nine right. o'clock Eastern. Right. Okay. Check us out. Nine o'clock
9.15 CP time, right? Can we yep, that's right. CP time, 9.15. There you go. All right. All right, boss. Is that it? Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Love? Hey, come on, Mr. Love. Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes in my glasses. Oh, jiggle. Stop it. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa DJ here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's time to go in focus. And Kettle, you're in first position with tonight's in focus. Uh what you focusing on tonight? Okay. This is interesting here. This this is blowing my mind here. Okay. This guy, Randall Reed. He's an innocent man, as they say. What they say, uh what he what, guilty into a proof of innocent or something? Okay, I forgot how it go. But Randall <laughs> Reed says he had never been in Louisiana, uh, much less stolen $10,000 worth of Chanel and Louis Vuitton handbags there. Uh, that didn't stop police from arresting this 28-year-old Georgia resident committed in New Orleans suburbs based on an algorithmic guess at what his face looked like. So Reed was on the way to a belated uh, Thanksgiving dinner with his um, his mother when the cops picked him up. Three states and seven hours away from the scene of the crime, he was locked up for nearly a week. Come on, y'all. Really? So they say in a facial recognition tool identified Reed as a suspect in the theft of a luxury person, and that was all the cops needed to put him in jail. <clears throat> So um, Reed's lawyer, he said he's a good 40 pounds lighter than the criminal in the surveillance tape. Law enforcement let him go and admitted the false match. Really? Okay. Um, It goes on to say Reed is only the latest seemingly innocent black man to wind up in jail as a result of facial recognition errors. The technology has led to at least three wrongful arrests and using facial recognition as the only justification to put suspects behind bars. This is a growing trend. Last year, 13 of 14 federal government agencies told Congress they have no idea how often they use facial recognition technology or even which of their employees have access to it. So they're using it, but they're not letting them know, okay, who has access to it. And it goes on to say this violates defendants' constitutional rights because facial recognition is so inaccurate. But so far, the court system hasn't adopted that logic. Um, what do you guys think on this? It's just crazy. So they're just going by facial recognition, locking up black men. <laughs> and and the stuff is, they already said it's not a perfect technology. Right. Now, I'm, let me just say this. I remember reading something a few, probably a year ago, about the problem with facial recognition was similar mm-hmm. to, you know, when you go in the restrooms and you put your hand in front of the faucet mm-hmm. and the water right. come out. This is right. the same problem that it doesn't work well with people of color. Yeah. If mm-hmm. your skin, yeah, I mean, unless that. you turn your hand to the whiter side, you might be able to get the thing to work. But if it sees dark or brown 
A lot of right. times you can't get those faucets to work. You're still seeing darkness. Yes, it uses a similar technology. Well, not similar, but I'm saying it's a similar problem. If the technology right. is not accurate, how are you going to lock somebody up based on facial recognition if the thing is inaccurate? If you got no other evidence, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, this 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 happened in Louisiana. This man lived in Georgia. Excuse me. So he said and he, he had never even it. been there, but yet he still no. got locked up. Right. You want to come all the way to Georgia to find this man. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's crazy. This is crazy. Mm. Right. I guess he you know what? Maybe he was. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Well, I would say this. If the technology is flawed, then they need to stop using it, period. Now, unless they're going to use it to say, okay, step one, facial recognition gave us, you know, a pool of people, and then from that pool you look for additional evidence or something, and if that secondary evidence doesn't pan out, then you need to, you know, back off to go and lock somebody up based on imperfect facial rec, I hope he gets a lawyer. He need to call, what's the brother? He need to call, uh, I can't think of his name. He needs to call that brother and, and get a get a lawsuit going. Johnny Cocker? No. Hmm. You know what I'm talking Some about. The um, yeah, the attorney yeah, that's been that handled the George Floyd case and mm-hmm. all that. Crump, Ben Crump, thank you. Yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at the crime that this is talking about, Keller, would you say that he was accused of stealing or taking? Stealing $10,000 worth of Chanel and Louis Vuitton handbags. Okay, $10,000 of Chanel and Louis Vuitton handbags. Now, first mm-hmm. of all, this is not a crime that was committed against someone personally. This is not a crime that involves someone. This is These are goddamn... Louis Vuitton yeah. and Chanel handbags. Now, are these authentic or these fake me out ass bags? Okay, the only person $10, losing thousand dollars worth. The only okay, ten, what is that? Mm-hmm. That is not. First of all, if you a person knows money, how many of your bills can ten thousand dollars pay? The mortgage mm-hmm. for like well, how many? Three months. The car note for like what? Maybe three months. How many? What's ten thousand dollars? That's no money. That's I think it's money. the wait a minute. Hold up. Well, you you talking about this aggressive? <laughs> you're talking like this aggressive cop right now. Oh, ten thousand dollars. That cop knows damn well ten thousand is no money, and you're going after somebody that's, that sold ten thousand dollars worth of a product. That's like me going to CVS and stealing ten thousand dollars worth of a fucking Noxzema. Mm-hmm. Does anybody give a fuck about mm-hmm. Noxzema? No. That's what I'm saying. I mean, no disrespect. No, I understand what you're saying. I didn't pull a gun on nobody. I was a shoplifter. And I sold $500 worth of stuff from CVS. I sold Noxzema, some dog food, some Thai detergent, and some fucking Rice Krispies. Does anybody give a fuck about those four products except the people that want to eat cereal, feed their dog, and other shit? Yeah, I got you. You get me? How, how long did they say they locked him up for that until they figured Holy. out that he was not the one? Mm-hmm. See, that ain't right. Anything could have happened while you locked up for a week. That's right. Mostly mm-hmm. butt fucked in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm saying anything, that too, but anything could happen. And the, the mere fact that the, the, the mental trauma 
and all of the stuff that goes on when you get locked up and you know you're innocent and now you are locked up. So what happens to the record? Because did, did he have to pay bail or something to get out? Or did they finally it figure it out and let him go? It doesn't say. doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Mm. It didn't say anything about that. Yeah, but he, he did have a lawyer, Tommy um, Colagero. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, but they but he was saying that the person that they were looking for was forty pounds lighter. And the criminal in the surveillance state. So Yeah. That's that's crazy. They they weren't going for the whole body, just the facial recognition. That's ridiculous. Like you said, the technology failed. So if yeah. the technology constantly fails, then you need to switch it up. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to be able to say we got the right that we got somebody that we're going to pin right. this crime and close the mm-hmm. book on to the next thing. Wow. That's but not they, right. But, they did, but this article is saying that they are trying to ban um, this technology. It says this time last year it seemed like there was a growing movement to ban law enforcement use of technology with legislature across the country instituting a facial recognition prohibition for their police forces. But the movement lost steam. And a number of states and cities quietly undid their face recognition bans, including California, Virginia, think about this, and, and New Orleans. Just think about these states. Ah. I mean, Virginia, of all people, <laughs> California, and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they, 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 they want it, you know, just to, like you said, get somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I would say then, everybody, watch yourself if you're in California, Virginia, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. If they start with that facial recognition stuff, watch yourself. Mm. Yep. I wouldn't even want to go when they have Mardi Gras. Nope. Bye. Nope. No, thank you. I go to quietly. (laughs) Mardi Gras is cool. Just just don't do anything to break the law. (laughs) Or make them uh, think you broke them. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. If I look like XYZ or facial recognition, they might think it's me. Mm-mm, no, thank you. Yeah, you're right. I'll pay. They were saying that it hasn't been as much of a problem for white people with facial recognition. It's not. more accurate. It just the, the inaccuracies occur when mm-hmm. it's a black mm-hmm. person. Of course, because we're, we're so many different shades. So does this really come down to their their belief that black people look alike? Does facial recognition also think black people look alike? So who created face recognition? That's a good question. Whoever created this must be somebody who also thinks that black people look alike. I'm gonna find. I'll find out, but we'll go to the next uh, topic right now. Well, fine. All right. Yeah. All right. That wasn't really you. Well. My story is about, y'all remember the whole college scam? It's been a while, mm-hmm. you know, since nobody's talked about it, but yeah. the, the architect of the largest U.S. college admissions fraud scheme um, that was ever uncovered finally got sentenced Wednesday of this week, and all he got was three and a half years in prison for helping wealthy parents secure admission of their kids to these elite universities through cheating and bribery, cheating and bribery, and all he got 
was three and a half years in prison. And he probably won't even serve all of that. No, not at all. The sentence imposed on former college admission consultant Rick, uh, I'm sorry, William Rick Singer. Rick Singer. Yeah. Well, he goes by Rick, but his first name is actually William, William Singer. Uh, this came down by the U.S. District Judge Raya Zobel in Boston, marked the longest issued of, of any of the dozens of people that got charged in the whole operation that they called Operation Varsity Blues investigation. Singer is 62 years old. He admitted back in 2019 that he was the, the lead dog in facilitating all of this cheating that went on for these college entrance exams. He funneled money from wealthy parents to corrupt university coaches and get their kids into these colleges, these elite colleges and universities, as fake athletic recruits. He had people getting in as they were rowing and playing tennis and cricket or whatever the heck it was, and it was all fake. And he had the coaches being part of it. They had to because, you know, once you get a kid in there talking about they're a wrestler and and then you got to get on the floor and wrestle somebody, so you needed the coach to, to co-sign all of this crap. This stuff was messy. And this was going on for a years-long investigation into the whole scheme uh, it was uh, a con- the the conviction included more than 50 people, including actress Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, mm-hmm. uh, both of which uh, were his clients. Overall, Singer ended up paying out more than seven million dollars to bribe coaches and administrators at Georgetown University, the University of Southern California, Yale, and Stanford. That's right. how widespread this crap was. Major joints, major, major. places. Yeah, we're not talking about the University of Idaho or some little joint that nobody ever heard of. Right. We're talking the heavy hitters, USC, Georgetown, Yale, Stanford. Uh, Singer also took in more than $25 million from his clients That's right. while he was running this California-based college admission counseling service, as he called it. It was called The Key and a related charity that kept $15 million that was for his own benefit. Mm-hmm. So he had the whole scheme set up where mm-hmm. money was going to the people that needed to get their palm grease and then money that was going to his charity that was his money, but put it in a charity. That way it doesn't look like he's benefiting, and that way when it's a charity, you're not paying taxes, so it doesn't mess up your bottom line because it's all charitable money. So the people who pay money, they can write it off because it's a charitable donation. Man, this was a scheme from the get-go. So anyway, the judge ordered him to turn over $19 million in forfeited assets and money as restitution to the Internal Revenue Service for his failure to pay taxes on the proceeds for all this illegal money. Right. right, $19 million. So that's going to IRS. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the argument was that Singer deserved an even longer prison sentence of at least six years, but the judge questioned whether the request took into account his cooperation with the authorities because, you know, he sang like a bird and ratted out a lot of people, 
And that's how a lot of other folk got busted. So the judge was like, well, we're taking into account his cooperation and everything. So that's part of why his sentence was only three and a half years. But, I mean, this this just still blows my mind. The Once again, white privilege. This man sitting on all this money, and now he's saying he's living in a in a trailer park. He's so broke. He doesn't have anything. And I'm like, dude, for real, you want somebody to cry for you? Are you kidding me? I won't even waste a tissue on your behind. Are you serious? You went and created all this mess because you thought you were slick and you were going to get away with it. Then you got busted, and now you want pity and sympathy? I think not. Hmm. So, anyway, that's what's happening with that. Well, yeah, his trailer park is in Florida, by the way, and he's talking about he's so embarrassed. He's all apologetic to his friends and his family, his kids and whatnot. He said, I lost my ethical values, and I have so much regret. To be frank, I am ashamed of myself. Let me say this here. What else could he say? Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Let me get a minute. First of all, now here's the deal. You only get caught when you get caught, and that's when your game stops is when you get caught. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, he's only pissed off because he got caught. He'd been doing it for a long time. He was doing it with a regular, a lot of mediocre, middle-class people. And so he started fucking with them two Hollywood people. Okay? What's their name? What's their name? Felicity. Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. And uh, who's that other woman? Lori Laughlin. Right, Lori Laughlin. Now, which one, which one it was? One of them was a little prettier than the other. The one that wore the little... Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. She was a gorgeous yeah. woman. But her daughter was dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, yeah. Stupid as shit. When he interviewed her, he said, I never really wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy, the singer, he had intelligent people taking tests and entry exams for them yep. to get into colleges. So he was paying off people. It, it was a huge chain. Mm-hmm. And then what blew everything is when Felicity Huffman's in there. Yeah. Her daughter got on TV and said, but I never really wanted to go to college, la, 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 which just showed how how spoon-fed her ass was. She's born with a fucking silver spoon in her mouth. If you got a silver spoon already, what the hell you need? You need a degree to match to match the fucking silver spoon? What, you going to put the, the fucking silver spoon here and the fucking degree next to it? I mean, give me a break. How See, much- that comes from your your rich parents saying, you need to go to college. And she said, I don't really care about college. You know college. what? Let me tell you Where something. Where are you going? You're going to get a degree. Let me say something. I saw something today in the news that most of these major corporations nowadays is dropping the requirement of college in their entry itinerary. College is not a necessary entity today. And this was something put out by, uh, what is it, J.P. Morgan, the uh, – Oh, okay. you know they said, look, we hiring people now. We have a, we have a, a internship and an apprenticeship program where we don't need people to. We need people's experience. Experience is the key to life. It's got nothing to do with education. Is cool. Don't get me wrong, but I think above more, above more than education is what's called organization. Organization is what you need in your life. The ability to understand how to organize shit. If you can't organize shit, if you can't separate your drawers from your socks, 
from your undershirts, then you're a sorry motherfucker. You know what I mean? If your dresser looks so fucked up with clothes and your wardrobe, you can't even separate your, your, um, your what do you call it, your polo shirts from your button-down shirts, from your ties to your suits. If your shit is mangled in your closet like that, you're a very disorganized person. That means that you're completely fucked up. How are you going to take that disorganization to the job market? So that's why I said what I was saying from the beginning. Organization has its place in life, and that's what the military brings to you first and foremost. When you go to boot camp and they shave your hair, the first thing they teach you to do is how to fold your drawers, how to fold your shirts. You got people been out of the military 20 years still folding their drawers at me, okay? But why do they shave their head? I never understood that. Because it's in the way. It's in the way with all kind of stuff you got to do. You got to wear masks and all kind of stuff to cover your face, to go into oh. burning buildings, whatever you do. It's got nothing to do. Hair has got it's no place for it. Okay. You know, I just, but what I'm saying, I mean, just to make a long story short to get off my soapbox, you know, in life, you got to be organized. And all these Fortune 500 companies are saying, you know what, we're waiting for all these people to come out with these damn degrees. When a lot of people nowadays, especially in the black community, we're forgetting about trades, carpentry, mm-hmm. electricians, plumbers, that shit's necessary, welders, roofers. I mean, just look out outside of your house and look at your house and see what the fuck needs to be repaired. I mean, HVAC, refrigeration, you know, air conditioning, heating, plumbing, that stuff is necessary. And you you call an electrician a day, they won't call you back for three days. That's how much business they're getting. They're overwhelmed with business because everybody needs to get that, that plug fixed or that outlet fixed or people don't want to, I don't, I may change the light switch, but I'd be goddamn if I'm changing a plug. There's a big difference when you go into that plug box mm-hmm. and that, that light switch on the wall, you can pull that out and, yeah, well, okay, that's cool. But that fucking plug on the wall, that bitch got some powerful shit. I don't shit mess in. with electricity. Like I said, I'm making jokes and everything, but all I'm saying that that situation with that whole college situation, that girl, her daughter was so unnecessary. Oh, absolutely. She didn't even need college. Mother was rich. Father was a fashion designer. Wasn't he a fashion mm-hmm. designer of some type? Yeah. They had plenty of money. So why were you playing with something where you, you just wanted, exactly. you, you wanted to why give your... Why were you cheating to get her into a, a high-end... When your daughter was on social media and didn't yeah. care about none of that, but that was for your own ego, and you went with a guy who was already a crook. What's going to show you most of these white folks is just crooked on all four sides. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. Well, I'm going to put Rick Singer on the kiss it list. And yeah. that's, that's, yeah, that's all I'm saying off. on that. Yeah. We're gonna move on, unless Cattle has something to add to that one. Mm. I'm just trying to figure out how to determine only three and a half years. I just ain't get that. Yeah, you're uh, right. Just a slap on the wrist. I just, I just blew me. But uh, you know, it is what it is. White and black laws, as we always say. So. Well, Cattle, I think what they did. They I think what they did. Is, no, I think what they did is they used the uh, the white privilege scale. And then when you measure oh, okay. things on the white privilege scale, they came up with that three and a half years. Well, it was a oh little more. God. And then they said, well, he did rat out some people and help to expose And we got some, some millions people. back from him. And, you know, he's going to pay the money to IRS. So we're going to push it back yeah. and just give him three and a half. He paid 19 million of the 50 oh, okay. fucking million dollars he got. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that white privilege scale. So that's what happened. Yeah. But we're still going to put him okay. on the kitchen list. Okay, let's move on. All right. All right. 
All right, so here was, uh, I got something here that says Minnesota City creates a committee to give uh, reparations to uh, descendants of enslaved Africans. And this is uh, Oh, whoa, no. okay. Mm-hmm. How do you determine a number for that, though? Anyway, it says, while it's not a um, countrywide occurrence, cities across the United States are creating reparation programs for descendants of enslaved Africans. I haven't heard none of that about my, the city I'm in, but anywhere. In December, the Boston City Council unanimously voted to uh, create a task force looking for reparations for black Bostonians. All right. Throughout most of 2022, the California Reparation Task Force has done extensive research on the um, harm and state had uh, done against uh, African Americans and is preparing to give 223000 Okay, of the descendants of slaves living in the state. In August 2022, the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, signed a $10 million budget to allocate for Providence uh, Municipal Reparations Program. This is interesting. I never knew this was even going on. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. Reparations are um, starting to become a thing. And now St. Paul, Minnesota, is taking necessary steps to allocate reparations for its African-American residents, Okay. All right, on Wednesday, the St. Paul City Council voted to create the St. Paul Recovery Act uh, Community Reparations Commission, an 11-member team dedicated to reparations to descendants of enslaved Africans. Okay, this uh, follows the model of asking a task force to research how African Americans have been affected by slavery over the by slavery, excuse me, over the past few centuries in the city, similar to what is being done in Boston and California. Now, the ordinance indicates that the uh, commission will evaluate city expenditures using, um, you know, quality of life measures and introducing different uh, procedures, create an annual work plan, but notify officials about the commission policies and renew the city's program, budgeting relations and preparations, saying how much a family would have made if they had the opportunity to have opportunities, you know. And uh, the goals of the commission's accordance to uh, the pioneer press is to create a, a substantial and generational wealth for the American descendants of uh, the collateral damage done by slavery and to boost the economy, mobility, and opportunities for American descendants, you know, in a slavery community, okay? With this, and with, while this is a great news for the African-Americans in St. Paul, there's still many questions left to ask, yeah. okay? Who will be eligible to see preparations? Do you have to be from St. Paul? How long do you have to live there to be eligible? How much are these people going to get? And how long is it going to last? And what are you going to do when the money runs out? And this is only St. Paul we're talking about. Now, there's 50 fucking states in America, okay? Not to mention Guam and everywhere else where black people may be hanging out and all that jazz. So, you know, I'm, I I don't know. You know, I don't know who brought this to, to parishion. I mean, it's cool. If we could take them little by little and, and do what they do. But like I said, the areas where I hang out, my first time hearing about this. So I appreciate the graciousness of people who have initiated this to try to get it started. And that's cool. You know, so let's see where it goes and let's try to patent it. But I think by the time it gets over to Congress and all those racist motherfuckers, it's going to be about a standstill as it is right now with the McCarthy vote that's going on up in that joint. They can't even vote a... Republicans now own the uh, 
the, the Congress, you know, they, they uh, the House of, the Rep- House of Representatives, yeah. and they can't even vote a, a Speaker of the House. You know, they done voted for this guy, uh, McCarthy, wanted to be it for like 13 times they voted. And they, but, you know, when it comes to Republicans, you don't know what the hell they're thinking or what their motive is. So, But getting back to white that's, folks and that's reparations. That's so interesting, though, because, like you said, there's a lot of questions. You know, yeah, like how do you how do you first assign a value to the damage that has been done generationally to say, okay, based on that, this is the amount that we're going to give each individual. I mean, how what like is there a mathematical formula to figure that out? Well, you know what? Let me say this here. First of all, I don't think that. The money should come from, not saying it should, it comes from anywhere it comes from. But you have to understand, we have to go back and see what businesses in this world benefited most from slavery. First of all, Johnson & Johnson. But this is okay? just what it says. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let okay, me, go let me make my point. Okay? Who out there is living large because of slavery? You have to understand, slavery is, is, is free labor. And who the hell don't want to call somebody and say, come work on my fucking house, and I'm, I'm not going to pay you shit, and I'm not going to give a fuck. That's slavery. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay you shit, and I'm not going to give a fuck, okay? And this was going on tremendously throughout the world. Johnson & Johnson, for example. Johnson & Johnson was the, one of the first companies that inherited the whole cotton situation. Remember cotton balls? Depending on your age, you remember cotton balls was a thing. Now, I don't even know if you can find cotton balls. It's kind of decorative and in, in, in bed and bath and beyond. this 25 and a little thing. But cotton balls used to come in a big-ass box back in the day. Every old-school black black family had a, a box of cotton balls on the top of the fucking toilet, and you dipped them motherfuckers in calamine lotion or alcohol or whatever. They were big time. But cotton balls came from cotton. And and it was a big thing, and Johnson and Johnson had a stronghold on that, and and black folks was picking cotton. That was one of the most major financial institutions in the world was cotton. And what's made from cotton? Everything on your goddamn body right now, including your drawers, your socks, and everything. Right. So but you're speaking from a national point of view. I'm going back to the source. That, I'm going right. back to the source. But I'm saying that these cities, like in Rhode Island. All and right. all of that, they're looking at their own budget. Okay. They're not dealing with Congress. Right. But they're dealing with their own state or their own city right. okay. money. Right. It has nothing to do with Congress in Washington getting involved. All right. What I said was go back to the source and get them rich motherfuckers like Johnson Johnson. They got billions of dollars. That's who you got to cipher first. If you're going to put a hose and cipher somebody's gas, get it from a big-ass car that got right. plenty of gas in the tank. I'm not disagreeing with that. I was only saying that they're they're looking at their in that article that you just read that city in where was that St. Paul they have some money that they have come up with from wherever they got it to say that we're going to put this group together to evaluate this and the question I was asking is how are they coming up with the the calculation or the equation of how how do you assess based on X number of black people in St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, 
X number of years of slavery, X number well, of dollars. Well, it sounds like they, they, were use, they were using um, uh, a formula as far as what their potential of money they could have made. I guess they're looking at the overall place where they live because everybody's cost of living is different. So I guess from that time to now and the amount of money that it could have been made, that's what it sounded like in the article that, that he just read. Like what yeah. they were saying as far yeah, as that's what the they're family. saying, but I'm just questioning right. those numbers. Yeah, but, but, I'm like, how do you but, say? But red wine, I, hold the red wine. Red wine, when you say where the money come from, where does the money come from to no, the I wasn't city? asking All where right, Well, no, let me ask you a question. I'm asking you a question now. Where does money come from to these municipalities? Where does it come from? The government... It comes from yeah, D.C. from their government. It come, no, no, the ultimate money comes from the budget of the government okay. in Washington, D.C., and All trickles right. down mm-hmm. to the states. All right. I'll concede. I'm not, I'm not trying to over-talk anything. <laughs> no, no. But money, I'll money, concede, I don't know where money in the world comes from the government. When they just did this $15 trillion budget, that's for everybody to now – put their little fingers in, and that's where it comes from. So what I, what I was saying when I say go back to the source, I'm saying fuck the government right now. We got to go to companies that are living large and, and get money from other places, and we know the government got us in the table. But after a while, we're going to deal with McCarthy and Cruz and uh, what's the, Mitch McConnell. Right. We're going to deal with all these other people that's going to stop that shit. They don't want to stop lynching. What makes you think they're going to they mm-hmm. stop restitution? Okay. Anyway, we'll get off the soapbox for that. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Is it time? Anyway. We need to take a little break. Yeah, I'm going to get some ice season. and give me some brown liquor. <laughs> okay. Because y'all drive me the fuck crazy up in here. There's a lot going on. Johnson & Johnson, you motherfucker. I ain't buying another <laughs> powder or whatever Ooh, the fuck they sell. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the cocktail of the week because I'm about ready for one on the pajama party. Anyway, look, also, if you listen to us, you have the opportunity to call us tonight, 914-803-4306. And press and, one. And press one. If you're already listening, press one. You're already in the queue. And give us your opinion on some things, you know, because, uh, you know, we don't want to be the only mouthpiece out there. All right. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I want you to go to Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, um, cocktail of the week. Uh, you ready for that, uh, Kettle? Woo. 
Sure, sure. We need one. <laughs> yeah. I heard a cork. I'm pop. cracking my cork right now. All right, Kettle. Hey. All right. This one is oh, called. Oh, wait a minute, Kettle. Year. Wait, Kettle. I'm sorry. Okay. Before you go to the cocktail of the week, we have a caller. Uh-huh. So if I can interrupt you real quick, let sure. me stop the cocktail music. Let me go to the phone lines, and I'm going to pick up a caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comment. Hello, hello. Go right ahead, caller. Okay, I think somebody pressed one by accident. Okay. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Hello. Go right ahead. Okay, I wanted to um, maybe talk about reparations tonight. I heard some waves in the air about California and reparations. Have you all been discussing that? Okay. Yes. Go right in. Yes, ma'am. You're you're live. Hello. Well, I was just curious. What was what was your thoughts on reparations uh, about the start for black people? Well, my thoughts initially was to go back to the source and get money from all these companies that are that have made money off our backs. You know, knowingly, we got to find out who was. Who is making money from the league? Because there's a lot of companies out there, the Amazons, the Home Depots, the Lowe's. I mentioned Johnson & Johnson. we got to realize who has really have ciphered their business now through modern-day times who survived the rough days off of the backs of people that uh, weren't getting paid. And then we can mess with the government thing. The government thing could just be the... Uh, regulator of things, but we got to get money from people that are living large right now. You know, Home Depot and Amazon, they're not hurting for no money, so let's find out what their, how they made their money, and let's see what we can get off of them. That, that was my views on that particular situation. So, did that answer your question, or you? Are you well, let uh, me jump yeah, in. Yeah. I think, I'm sorry. I think reparations is a good thing, but I just think it's going to be very challenging to figure out how are you going to handle it. Because there's black people everywhere. I think we're all descendants of somebody who was enslaved at some point. So how do you figure out what the amount is going to be and who's going to get it, how much and when? It just seems like it's a, you know, sort of a... Something that is almost yes. uh, impossible to calculate, but I do feel yep. like it's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I listened to a gentleman, Dr. Umar, and he has those same questions. That's why I was curious what you all take was on that. Um, he said it's going to be quite difficult, and then he brought in the fact that these baby mamas, um, the snow bunnies, of course, are going to be coming for uh, child support. So he, he, he has a whole different spin on it. I mean, he has a couple of spins on this whole thing, so... I just want to hear you, you, you all's opinion. <laughs> no, I appreciate that because, it's, like you said, it's going to be all over the place. But, you know, in some cases it should be the fact that if instead of restitution, if, instead of reparations going to people, maybe it should go to to housing that is provided for people or vehicles that are provided for people or things of this nature, mm-hmm. stuff that we can have at a fair bargaining price. Or businesses. Because everything is all off the chain, you know, and we need to – 
have stuff that we could benefit off of and things of that nature, realistic things, not stuff that we got to all do business plans and all that bullshit because we're already locked in a bunch of red tape that we got to do with our lack of education. We need education to do major things. And if we ain't got proper education, how are we doing major things? Just give a shit because you owe a shit. You know what I mean? And stop making us always have to, you know, jump through hoops, jump through hoops to get yeah. the stuff when hell. We tired as hell. Hoops is not a thing anymore because our fucking knees hurt like shit, is what I'm saying, you know. Anyway, so, any more questions, uh, caller? Uh, nope, I think that was it for tonight. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it, you. Okay. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, let's let's go to a cocktail of the week. Uh, Kettle, what you got for the cocktail of the week? It's called the Church Hill. Uh, This is a spirit-forward scotch drink that is sometimes called a Churchill Manhattan. Okay. But this one is just called a Churchill. Um, We're going to start with one and a half ounces of blended scotch whiskey of your choice, a half an ounce of Contour, that's a a liqueur, also a half an ounce of um, sweet vermouth, and a half ounce of uh, lime juice freshly squeezed. Add all ingredients into a shaker with ice and shake until well chilled. And strain into a chilled coupe glass. And this looks rather delicious. So uh, this is called the Churchill. So enjoy. This will be on our website as well. All right. That sounds really good, Kettle. And that's called the Churchill. All right, we'll make sure that we get that updated on the website. Sounds delicious. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Papa Didi, we're coming to you next. What's popping, Papa Didi? What's popping? Man, I tell you, boy, pimping ain't easy, boy. Life is rough out there. It never was. Today. Life <laughs> is rough. Pimping ain't easy. You know, I went into a liquor store the other day, and I was in there, you know, casually looking around like anything else. I'm, I'm just looking around. I think it was maybe New Year's Day or something like that. I was going, I was doing something or going somewhere, and I stopped in there. It was one of the places I know me frequent. It was in Maryland. I'm not going to say the county because I'm not trying to put nobody on blast. But what got me is when I went to grab the stuff I needed, I grabbed my regular stock of stuff, and for the first time, the young lady, now what gets me is that everybody in this particular place was new. The one lady in there was, was very new, young and new, didn't know jack about nothing. I asked about a beer uh, salt called St. Pauli Girl. She didn't have a clue, okay? Did not have a fucking clue. And it blew my mind. I was like, wow. And it's cool that you don't know about beer, but you're working in a liquor store. Okay, so if I own this liquor store, I'm going to bring somebody in there with some kind of knowledge of liquor. And you ain't got to be no drunk or whatever. Police has some knowledge of something. Now, she didn't have a clue, all right? Now, here's the deal. She told me when I went to buy it, I think I brought something else and I had a couple bottles of brown liquor on the counter. She said, sir, I need to, she didn't ask for my ID. She said, I need to swipe your license. Whoa. And I was like, I'm like, what do you, now I'm willing to show you my license. If I look good for my old age, then I'll show you it to prove I'm 21. 
but swiping my license, and, I, and I'm here to tell my listening audience today, or our listening audience, excuse me, I'm here to tell our listening audience that do yourself a favor. And there was a there was a place in Prince George County, Maryland, this little uh, eatery, eatery slash dance hall kind of place, wanted to do the same thing to me a few year, a couple years back. Wanted to when I came in, the guy wanted to. They put your license in this little machine, you know, click click, and they pull it out and give it back to you. This was in a nightclub kind of thing. And I didn't want to get that done either. Now, mind you, I'm not hiding from the law, but in liquor store, I'm going to show you my license, but you're not going to swipe my license. And I'll tell you why. These places are coming up with these swipe your license things because the police in that area are looking for a database. Okay? They want to see just who you Negroes are, who's frequenting these places. So if there's any kind of situation on who's who or what's what, they want to pull out their little database, put their little flash drive in the computer, and pull up 250 names of people. How often you've been to the liquor store, who you are, yada, 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 yada. Now, my question is this here. Liquor stores are owned by private people, okay? Private people. They go and they apply for a liquor license, whether it be for their nightclub or a liquor store or whatever they're doing, but they're private people. Now, if the police come in there and go in the back room and say, you know, look, you know, we're trying to develop a database for the area, so if you can just swipe the license, we'll provide the equipment so you can swipe the license. And every month they turn in, let's say, 250 black folks' names. And after a while, the names become duplicate names. And they hire a little 22-year-old person as an analyst, and she sits there and she categorizes everybody. She breaks it down, female, black, whatever, because your license has a lot of shit on there about you. Okay? Look at it if you ain't got nothing else to do. Pull out your driver's license and see what's on there. Hair color, eye color, state, when it expires, yada, 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 yada. Okay? So do yourself a favor, and I'm just going to put this out there. If you go anywhere, club, restaurant, liquor store, you can show people your license to prove your age, but don't let nobody swipe your license. Stick your license in a machine so they can collect some kind of data. That's just my advice, but you're one of these little vulnerable people that think you just, you know, you're, the, oh, oh, here, take it. I'm I'm good. I don't have a record or nothing. I'm good. I'm clean. Yeah, then take your clean ass and let them swipe your shit. Now you're on somebody's list that you don't really have to be on. Okay? I'm going to leave it at that. That's my living for the city tonight. Oh, my, uh, what's popping tonight? Okay. Okay? Ooh. Okay. Something to think about. Well, I guess certain things, certain places you might not be able to get, to get into, then, Bob. Then fuck them. I'll what, go somewhere that's else. That's what they do. They, they I'll stay go somewhere else. They put it in something. You ain't you swiping my shit it. for nothing. Nope. Mm-hmm. But what? Why is that mm-hmm. even necessary? Like I said, data, police data. They want they want somebody else to collect information on people in that neighborhood so they can sit back and say, oh, oh, George. See, but I understand if they need to card you to just to check to see are you old enough to be here or to purchase something. If they just what look at see? it, they check that. What I'm Isn't that help enough? Help them uh, identify if you are old enough or not instead of them looking. 
Because it used to be if your face was to the side that you were too young. Now things are changing. But so, won't you, you just know, look at my license and look at the date? If my date, well, you know what? Let me because, tell you something. Now because these licenses are more sophisticated now. That's why. So they need oh, that's what you think? That's what you think? You know what? You're thinking just like the white man wants you to think. Welcome to okay. their club. Welcome to their club. Because you have qualified to be you have qualified to be the No, you have qualified to be the Negro they want you to be. I am, you know what? And I mean this sincerely. I mean this sincerely. Hey, you know, Kettle, I love you. I, I love you, okay? And I'm going to say this here. I'm going to say this here. I am no longer in my life giving anybody the fucking benefit of the doubt. I'm done with that. Prove to me who and what you are and what you're doing. I'm not going to assume that, oh, you just want to see how handsome I am. Oh, my. Hell, I'm ugly as fuck. Okay? So you don't need to see how, how handsome I am on my ID. And, or whatever speculation. I'm making jokes. Or whatever speculation you feel you're doing that for. I don't feel like my license needs to go in anybody's machine. In nobody's machine. Like in the police. Now, if the police stop me, yeah. if the police stop me, and they want to put my license in the machine, I'm going to give them to them, and they can do what they want to do. They could do what they They could stick it in tar and feathers. But I'm not giving it to a liquor store that's owned by Joe, the the Jewish guy. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, let's move on. That's that's all very interesting. Let's move on. Hop me on. No, I just want to. I just I I can't let that go yet. Oh yeah. I just want to say though, <laughs> I I don't really understand uh, why why is it necessary for them to scan it. I'm still trying to understand why, like a, a restaurant. Why does a restaurant need to scan my ID? Thank you. That's the thing I don't get. Thank you. Or a liquor store, for that matter, or any right. store. Except, thank Why you. do they need to scan my ID? Right. Because once you scan that, you, you now have my information. Information like somewhere. a monkey. They got it all. Because I came in there and I spent my money. Well, I'm like, you I, I guess either you're not gonna, you guys are not going to be able to purchase what you want to purchase, or you're not going to be able to get into certain places. <laughs> No, not not everybody. Everybody's not scanning. You know, everybody's not scanning. About that system, I just think it's a more sophisticated system. Nah. Because because these ideas are more being more sophisticated. Not me. Okay. Everybody got their opinion. But Kettle, I'm just questioning <laughs> sophistication ends. Because to Papa Didi's point, these are places that are like for a restaurant. If it's owned by an individual person. Right. Well, let me ask you have you asked the question? Have you asked him the question? Why do you have to scan well, my ID? What is up? Well, Kettle, just well, Kettle just, what I just, said I'm earlier. Prime example. Just like they have, um, you have to, you have to give your ID if you're buying a narcotic now. Right. As far as like a CVS or Walgreens or whatever, tell them you don't want to give them your ID. You're not gonna get that narcotic. Whatever it is, no, you have to take scan it. They just look else. at it. Right. I bought cold medicine, and they said, I need to see your ID. Right. All they did was look at it to verify, was I old enough to make this purchase? Exactly. But they didn't scan well, it. I said nothing about, I said nothing about well, showing my I guess, ID. I guess different places are, are different, you know, answer different things. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not. And like I said, I said nothing about not showing your ID. I had no problem with that. But when somebody scans it, it goes into a database. 
And I mean, and also if a person is an ex-con, then why the hell they got to sell that liquor store to your next con when all they came to buy a bottle of brown liquor and a six-pack of beer? What do you got to let them know that he came out of uh, Rawway State Prison in New Jersey? I'm concerned about, like, the future of things. When they start stockpiling all this data, mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing with it? Right. You know, it's just like when you go to a website and they have those cookies that pop up. Cookies. They have the thing that you click on to say, I agree to store this information on my computer, blah, 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 or I can say, no, I don't want to accept your cookies. They give you that option. But mm. anyway, all right, yeah, I'm going to let move. it go. Let's move on. Thank you. This is getting weird, and that yeah. takes us into the weirdness. <laughs> so, woo, okay. Yeah. Weird news time. I got some weird news for y'all tonight. i tell you the truth. All right. New Year's Eve fireworks canceled because of a masturbating walrus. Oh, God. Hey, this stuff is real. We don't make it up. Uh, This walrus, who the people in this area nicknamed Thor, put on an X-rated show of his own after his arrival put an end to the town's New New Year's Eve fireworks display as huge crowds gathered to see the Arctic mammal lounging at the harbor Council officials decided to ask the uh, to cut the light show that they were planning for the fireworks because they didn't want the walrus to be freaked out. You know, this walrus just showed up, and they were like, oh, if we do the fireworks, it's going to freak out the walrus. And he's, you know, he's a walrus. People are coming around there just to see an actual walrus just lounging around. So they said, all right, let's cut the fireworks show. We just want to watch the walrus. But the parents ended up having to cover their children's eyes when this two-ton walrus started performing a solo sex act. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, he just decided, boy. I guess he was feeling comfortable, feeling good. So he just went for it. And this was in Scarborough, North York. I got to look up where this is. Uh, it went viral on social media. Thor just decided to uh, enjoy himself. So the experts were saying that they thought Thor was the same walrus that was spot- spotted on a beach in Calshot, Hampshire, uh, earlier in December, that he had come back uh, on his journey back to colder waters. So in Scarborough, an animal care team from the Sea Life Aquarium, along with the RSPCA and the Marine Life Rescue, had been monitoring Thor, who arrived on Friday. Uh, the aquarium spokesperson said, please don't worry, he appears well. He's just taking a well-deserved rest and enjoying himself after a long adventure. Please be respectful of his rest and try not to disturb him. And then he ended up leaving right before New Year's Eve, but by that time they had already canceled the fireworks because they didn't want to, you know, disturb him. So, yeah, they ended up getting, you know, they didn't get fireworks, but they got more than an eyeful thanks to the walrus enjoying himself. They said he just used his flipper and did his thing, so... I didn't see the video, but I can't oh, imagine boy. what that looked like. 
That was your father. Shout out to Thor. Hey, Mm. shout out to Thor the Walrus. That's my weird news. Okay. Over to you, Kompetiti. What you got? Got one better than that? (laughs) This is a crazy story. Can't top that one. (laughs) This is in uh, kind of Florida. Two people in Florida was arrested after one of them made a 911 call to get the help with moving their belongings from a home that they were burglarizing. Okay, these people wanted the police to come and claim that they needed help and wanted some sympathetic police to help them move out of a house that wasn't even there. So the deputy responded to the home Saturday after the 911 call was made, but nobody spoke. The Polk County uh, Sheriff's Office came at the home, and the deputies concluded that nobody lived there. But they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the house packing stuff in the box, and they kindly asked the police, can you help us? Move this stuff out because we've been overwhelmed with having to move out after being evicted, and we need to go to get to the airport. And the police played along with them like they were helping them oh, move this stuff. But in the interim of all of it, end up taking them to the police station, and they said, "What are you doing?" And the police said, "We well, think we're crazy." And I mean, how are you gonna call nine one one to get the police to help you? You're going to call 911 to get the police to help you. And they wanted the police to help you take the boxes so you can go to the airport so you can fly out of town. And so, anyway, thank goodness the police was aware that it was a robbery. Nobody lived there. And, uh, wow, what a what a story. Anyway, that's weird news. Oh, my anyway, God. What you got, Kettle? It never fails. Um, All right, I think Kettle, I got stop that. You. Top all y'all's. Okay. South Korea, of all places, um, lifts ban on imported sex dolls. South Korea has formally lifted a ban on the import of full-body sex dolls, ending uh, years of debate over how much the government can interfere with private life. Although there are no laws or regulations banning the import of sex dolls, hundreds and perhaps thousands have been seized by the customs which cited a clause in the law that bans the import of goods that harm the country's beautiful traditions and public morals. What the hell? Wow. So importers complained and took their um, case to court, uh, most of which agreed with them and ordered customs to release the sex dolls, saying they are used in people's private spaces and don't undermine human dignity. Okay. The Customs Service said it will still ban the import of childlike sex dolls or others um, embodying certain people. It said um, other uh, countries like the United States, Australia, and UK also ban childlike sex dolls. Okay. Why is that even a thing? Oh I don't God. get it. I don't like But childlike sex dolls? Oh, I, I can't just. Y'all some sick puppies. Yeah, something wrong. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in South Korea. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Well, well, that's why it's the weird news. Oh, that's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) It's the weird stuff going on. Ooh, you got that right. Ain't no sex calls into (laughs) y'all. Oh, my gosh. I mean, really. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, 
And we're coming back with, I'm just saying, with moi on the other side of the break. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show. And we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen, or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go to uh, oh, Red Wine segment of uh, the Pajama Party called, uh, I'm just saying. Take away, oh, Red Wine. Merci beaucoup, Papa Didi. I'm just saying tonight, I want to talk about liars. Mm. My topic tonight is liars, liars everywhere. Have y'all noticed lately, there's been a whole lot of people lying about stuff, but it's interesting to me how some people get in trouble for their lies and other people seem to just get away with it. So, do y'all remember, there was this young brother named Malachi Love Robinson. Um, This dude, back in 2016, when he was just 18 years old, impersonated a medical doctor Using the name Dr. Love, he even opened a medical center called the New Birth, New Life Medical Center, where he practiced medicine without a license. And somehow he pulled it off. He conned a bunch of people until he got caught and went to jail for three and a half years. He was arrested after an investigation by the Department of Health and Human Services for performing a medical examination on a daggone undercover agent. That's how he got busted. Somebody must have tipped off somebody at uh, Health and Human Services. So he performed a medical examination on an undercover agent, and that's how the whole thing got exposed. Now, according to the court documents, he was released on bail a day after he was arrested, And then this liar defended himself when he got on Good Morning America because this whole story was just so unbelievable and crazy. Good Morning America, uh, what's that, on ABC, I believe, they wanted to talk to this brother, so they put him on TV. He got on Good Morning America and tried to defend himself with his lying self, and he said that... He never actually said he was a doctor. He went on national TV and said, 
there are many types of degrees out there, and just because someone has the title of doctor in front of their name does not necessarily imply a medical doctor. I'm just saying liars, liars everywhere. And then while this brother was out on bond later that year, he got arrested in Virginia after he tried to buy a $35,000 Jaguar with a stolen credit card that he took from an older woman. I don't even know how he got the credit card, but somehow he stole a credit card from an older woman, tried to buy a $35,000 Jag. I just don't think this brother is even capable of telling the truth. Now he's about to go to jail again for stealing $10,000 from his previous employer. And when his employer confronted him about the $10,000 he stole, he told his employer, I don't know why I did it. I just acted on my impulses. I don't know why I do that. No, it's because you are a liar. And speaking of liars, the New York Republican-elect George Santos is also a known liar. And this dude is finally under investigation for all of his known lies. This dude, there has been more lies surfacing like day after day about George Santos. And now, like I said, he's finally under investigation by, I don't know, what the committee, somebody in the House of Representatives, I believe. But this guy was elected in New York, like Long Island, one of those communities or something in Long Island. This man even released a statement that he was already sworn in. Now, he released a statement on January the 3rd that he was sworn in to the House of Representatives. Well, that was already another lie because the Speaker of the House handles the swearing in. Well, as you know, there is no Speaker of the House because they're still battling that out on the floor of the Congress. So, yet again, George Santos told another lie. But it seems like it's something going on where if this brother Malachi Love Robinson, who's black, he tells lies, he goes to jail. George Santos, who's elected to Congress, to the House of Representatives, he I don't know what he is because he has lied so much about his background, his heritage, his education, his he has lied about everything. I think the only thing he has not lied about is his gender. This man has lied so much, but yet he's about to get sworn in once there is a Speaker of the House. So Malachi is going to jail, and George Santos is going to the House of Representatives. Is there not something wrong with this? How is it that one liar goes to jail, that's a brown man, and a non-brown man, who's a liar, goes to the House of Representatives? I'm just saying, something ain't right. Even George Santos' ex-boyfriend said in in an interview, he broke up with George Santos because he was such a daggone liar. He said he couldn't handle it because the man lied all the time. And that's why their relationship fell apart. 
I'm just saying, when people close to you say they can't deal with you because you are a pathological liar, why does this man need to be dealing with anything that has to do with laws and things with Congress and any, any of this? <laughs> this is scary. If the Republicans allow this man to take office, they deserve every lying, shady thing that this man says and does. And if the future of our country is in the hands of liars like him, we're in deep poop. Mm. I'm just saying. This is Red Wide, and I'm just saying, if liars go to jail when they get caught, all of them should go to jail when they get caught. It shouldn't matter what they look like or what color they are. Liar, liar, pants on fire, go to jail. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I go to the House of Representatives. Go to jail. Yeah, that guy lied his ass off. This guy lies like a bad he's about, he's about to get sworn in. Yeah, he's about to get sworn in on the floor of the House of Representatives. How is this possible? And this yeah. brother Malachi, that's a con artist, just like George Santos, liar, liar, pants on fire. But this brother about to go to jail for what, the third time now? Yeah. I think this is his third stint. And Santos represents areas of uh, Suffolk County up there. Yeah, in Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah. This is crazy. Because Suffolk County is a little, you know, a little sophisticated area on over in New yeah, York. Yeah, they got it's, coins uh, up there. I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it's a little I don't know. Entry level right above uh, Eddie Murphy's. I town. need I need Ricky Ricardo to explain, explain Ricky, because this doesn't make sense. Mm. But anyway, all right, Papa Didi, living for the city. What's happening? Oh, living for the city. I want to go back on the situation we talked about earlier with the uh, the guy with the scam with the college people. Uh, oh yeah. The two. I, I want to focus on a minute just the the ladies who put their children in that particular situation. What's the name? Felicity Felicity uh, Huff and uh, Felicity Huff and the other young lady uh, Lori uh, Laughlin. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, now, Felicity Huffman and Lori Now, these, both, both these ladies are very popular in Hollywood. Both these ladies are making Hollywood money. And the one young lady whose daughter was really... Now, the other one young lady, uh, which one was it that... Uh, she was a sitcom girl, the more popular one. The pretty young lady, uh, that was Felicity. I mean, that was... Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, let's focus on Lori Laughlin, for example. Lori Laughlin, a very attractive lady. If you pull her name up, she's a very attractive lady. Wears all the designer glasses and all that jazz. And um, her, she's married to a fashion designer who's making a ton of money. But they knew that their daughter... Oh, God bless her dumbass soul, dear daughter. She she was on the on on the social media just talking like a modern day fool as a little young girl. She was just into TikTok and all kind of you know fantastic stuff. She I don't even think that she could even went along with the plan because when you're trying to heist something or go into something illegally, your child got to be in on the madness. You know what I mean? But this girl was even too stupid probably to even follow through with all the stuff that was required in order to follow through. You know what I'm saying? If you go to something illegal, then you got to make sure you implement your child into something where she can keep her mouth shut, go along with the program. But their daughter was so footloose and fancy free. And young, young girl, she was a pretty girl too. 
but she wasn't even interested in college. She said, I didn't really want, I didn't really want to go to college. But so why did a person who was big time in Hollywood on all the sitcoms, she's collecting residuals from all these old sitcoms, husband, husband is a fashion designer, and they're making big money. Why did you feel that you had to ease, and they were trying to get in USC, you know, University of Southern California. They're trying to put her daughter in there. So why do you feel like you had to do that? I mean, did you just know your, your daughter was dumb as a box of rocks? And you just want to get that degree? Now, what if it went through and you would have had that degree hanging on your daughter's wall as a college graduate, you know, another, car, another Caucasian bullshitting society? Would that have made you happy? I mean, sometimes you got to look at the end result. If she, if the guy didn't get popped or she didn't get popped, what would have happened if all that would have went through? And you paid your little money and she got her degree and she's got a degree hanging on her wall and she ain't deserve nothing. I mean, what, that just going to show you that these people have a whole nother thinking metabolism. They have a whole nother ethics belief. You know what I'm saying? So when you look and think about some of these celebrities, these Caucasians that are spoon-fed and got it going on, their lives are so complete with this, damn, deep down inside, they crooked as hell. And they they and they and get away with shit. And, and what did, when they, what, did they go to any jail sentence them to? The two ladies, I think they got about it was small. two weeks or three weeks in jail. Both those Hollywood ladies. If you read up on them, What's their names again, Redwine? Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman and Lori Lofton. And Lori Lofton. Read what they got. They got like three weeks of jail apiece. Yeah, it was short. I for doing some long. totally unlawful shit. And man, I could go out there right now as a black man and I could take a pack of Wrigley's chewing gum from Wegmans and they'll lock my ass up for three years. And I ain't bullshit. <laughs> you know yeah, pretty much. So... I'm just saying that, damn, damn. I mean, you laugh at it, but it's a shame. It's an atrocity. For God's sake, your daughter was dumb as hell. You have plenty of money. Why don't you just let the girl just go on TikTok and take off her brawl or some shit, whatever it took. I'll go to community college. <laughs> whatever. That's all I'm you can do. <laughs> you try to beat the system, then you go to jail, and you, you, you're rich, your husband's rich, you know, you know your daughter ain't got a real lot of intellect, and so be it. You know, those are the chromosomes, those are the sperm cells, whatever made her ass, sperm, sperm cells, chromosome cells, whatever. I don't know what created that little girl, but shit, she ain't that intelligent, and it's a damn shame that uh, you had to go a route where you wanted to get her degree on the eye. You give them a fucking $300,000, and she was supposed to hang this pretty USC, University of Southern California degree. They got, you know, degrees, all that cursive writing and all that fancy shit and Roman numbers on the bottom of it, signed by President Roger fucking Meadows, president of USC. Damn, is this what you wanted for your little dumbass daughter? Unbelievable. I'm going to leave it at that. Wow. Anyway. Yes, that's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Woo! I got news for you. Ooh-wee. Kettle, you all quiet out there. Yeah, I'm just listening. I'm taking it all in, though. That's all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. 
Woo! Mess, ain't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Man, sure. I think she should have just sent her daughter to community college Boy. and let her drop yeah. out after the first semester when her daughter realized yeah. this is not what I want to do and be done with it. Their daughter's a pretty girl. She should have put a pole out, sort of some pole dancing. She had to do all that. She could have gone into modeling. She could have, you know, just pole dancing. Mm-hmm. Pole dancing. Why got to be pole dancing? <laughs> Shit, what the hell? Money's money. <laughs> anyway. Where are we? Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll take a break when we come back to Hollywood. Ooh. See what's happening in Hollywood. Right. You want to take a break, Kettle, before we break, before you take us to Hollywood? Yeah, let's take a CC. We need one. All right. We'll take a CC. All right. We'll... We're coming back on I the need, other I side need some ice. with all of our Hollywood juice. I need ice yeah. anyway. Yeah, Papa needs some ice. All right. We'll be right back or after the break. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914 803 4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the pajama party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. Hi, welcome back to the pajama party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. We're going to go to Hollywood and see what's happening out on the West Coast. Woo! Uh, woo, woo, woo! You ready for us, Kettle? Uh, sure. Waiting on All you, right. Papa. Here we go. Hollywood. <laughs> Take it away, Kettle. All right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Michael Blackson. He has opened up a school where he used to live in Ghana. He's a well-known, respected comedian. Um, opened his own school in his native Ghana. They will offer free, I say free tuition to all students that choose to attend. Okay. It's called the Michael Blackson Academy. It's located in his hometown. Um, the ribbon cutting was on Tuesday. And he shared a, a, a social media post on uh, Instagram. He said, today is the greatest day of my life because I finally accomplished what I always wanted to do, which is giving these kids a chance to be great. All right. He said um, his fans made it happen because, you know, they bought his tickets, um, you know, sold out and everything, different uh, arenas. Um, his, name, his name is Michael Blackson. Yeah, so check him out. He's a very funny comedian. I, I'm quite sure you, once you see his face, you'll know who I'm referring to. Okay. Um, also, on, yeah, also on the news, um, Twitch, he was um, finally laid to rest. Um, the 40-year-old reportedly uh, committed suicide on December the 13th. And uh, I think everybody knows the story. 
His um, wife, Allison Holker, shared an emotional message about how much she loved him. She goes on to say, my one and only, she captioned at uh, Instagram post, December the 21st, oh, how my heart aches, and we will miss you so much. Um, he was laid to rest finally. Uh, it was a private funeral, but they said they're going to have a, a larger one um, for his uh, fans and, um, you know, friends. So, um, wow. Everybody talks so great about Twitch. <clears throat> I still can't believe that he's gone. Um, everybody says that he was just a light when he came into the room. He was just he just lit up the room. Excellent dancer, great person, great friend, everything. So um, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Also in the news, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. She joins uh, with Eddie Murphy in Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane is a holiday comedy flick on Prime Video. Hmm. The new movie is directed by Reginald Hudlin and is the first project made under the three-picture and first-look film deal between Murphy and uh, Amazon Studios. Wow. Okay. Ah, okay. Um, details about the movie are unclear, but production is currently in the works in L.A. and is based on writer Kelly Younger's childhood holiday experiences. Also, Murphy will produce alongside Image uh, Entertainment, co-founder Brian Grazer, uh, president of Image Features. Um, wow. Okay. So it's a three-picture deal. Go ahead, Eddie. He's continuing to make his residual income, as we see. Um, okay. That should be an inter- interesting combination, Tracy Ellis Ross and uh, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, haven't heard this name in a while, uh, Makai Pfizer. He says, Eight Mile Sequel won't happen. He says, Sometimes it's uh, better to just leave it alone. That's leave it alone, say. that's right. Um, he said, um, adding that if, if by any chance there happened to be a sequel, he wouldn't star in it, and doubts that the co star Eminem, he would not star in it as well. Um, Eight Mile dropped in November 2002 and starred Eminem, the late. Uh, Brittany Murphy, uh, Kim Basinger, Makai Pfeiffer, and more. The film was also nominated for Golden Globe, Grammy, and several other awards. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good movie. Uh, Eminem showed, showed, showed himself for real, for real. Also, um, Black Panther is in the news. Wakanda Forever will be available on Disney. Um Fans can listen to um, a podcast, uh, official Black Panther podcast, to listen and learn about the exciting yet emotional journey to make this film. Um, that comes out on January 18th, but you can see the actual movie on February the 1st on Disney. So, you February guys have 1st? not seen it yet? February 1st. Yep. Okay. All right, on Disney. Okay. Also, uh, uh, last but not least, a few notables. Uh, Fred White, the drummer of Earth, Wind & Fire, he passed away at 67. And Anita Porter, uh, she was 74. She was uh, the lead singer of the Pointer Sisters. Uh, Anita Pointer, she was 74. Oh, wow. And, uh, yep, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Thank you, Kettle. Wow, 
a lot going on in celebrity mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. Whew. Wow. All right. Thank you so much. That was Kettle with the Hollywood wrap-up. And over to you, Papa Didi. We're down to the Kiss It list. Yeah, I also want to say what she, what she was saying concerning uh, uh, Fred White of um, Earth, Wind & Fire, one of my favorite groups of all time. You know, they've now lost uh, two members of the White family, Maurice White as well as Fred White, and then the uh, sax player and clarinet player, uh, Andrew Wolford. If you look at the album and you look at Andrew Wolford was another one of Earth, Wind & Fire that passed away and it's really sad how we've lost so many people in the music industry we can go on for days naming people where the whole group has gone all the four tops are dead all the Ohio players are dead and oh, uh yeah it's just really, I mean they have a they have a new you can go see them perform but it's oh. not the original people and I listened to a song by uh Grand Central Station called The Jam where they do that, you know, uh, my name is C-O-T, you know, where they, everybody I plays their, everybody plays song. individual songs. And Grand Central Station, that group is so uh, dismantled, and you don't hear anything from Larry Graham anymore. And all these groups that they were part of a generation in a cycle, not to mention Michael Jackson and Prince and Luther Vandross and countless, countless people that you're never going to see yeah. perform again or never but fortunately, again. their music lives yeah, on. Yeah, their music correct. lives on, but, you know, it's just when you lose people that uh, made a difference musically, it's uh, it's sad. But anyway, we're going to go to the Kiss It List. All right, Kiss Papa D, list. what is the Kiss It List? Kiss It List, people to show their butt over the last week or so or, or the last couple weeks, and we're going to put them on blast and put them out loud and uh, let people see just how messed up they are. All right. And uh, we got Matt Gates who... Uh, he nominated Donald Trump as the next Speaker of the House. I guess he was being funny or whatever, but I don't think it was funny. I mean, you know, when you're in the, when you're in the Capitol and you're sitting down there with the House of Representatives, why would you just say something stupid? You know, there's no jokes, man. You're representing every congressperson is representing constituents from a certain district that voted for your dumbass. You didn't have to apply for the job. You didn't have to interview for the job. Somebody just voted you in. That's the easiest shit to get in. Like the guy you said that was uh, lying and everything. The guy, the, the representative from New York. George Santos. Santos lied his ass off about his religion, his his family, his upbringing. Lied about it. And he's waiting to, get, waiting to get sworn in as a congressperson. Damn. If that's the case, then, man, we need to bring people in for the hood. We should flutter that place. Mm-hmm. If they just taking any damn body. Anyway, uh, we also have... Um, Running back Le'Veon Bell for blaming New York Jets ex, New York Jets ex coach Adam Gates for ruining his career. Yeah, Le'Veon with is his a play man. calling. Yeah, Le'Veon, Le'Veon ruined his own career. <clears throat> yeah, when they left the yeah, when they left the uh, Steelers, Le'Veon and the other brother A. B. Exactly. Antonio Brown. Antonio oh my Brown, God! Yeah, Both yeah. them brothers, you know. Uh, Florida well, yeah. Governor um, Ron DeSantis for requesting uh, colleges around the state to produce a detailed list of all personnel, program, campus activities, and funds associated with critical race theory and diverse incentives 
for his battle against uh, wokeness. This okay, man, it's something wrong now, with now, him. Okay, now let me let, let's talk about the similarities. <laughs> it's something wrong let's with him. Let's talk about the similarities. Let me read this again now. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantos, who's the governor of Florida, he's requesting colleges around the state to produce a detailed list of all personnel programs, campus campus activities, and fund associated funds associated with critical race theories and diversity initiatives for his battle against wokeness. Now, that's the same thing I'm saying about swiping your ID at a liquor store or a club or wherever. It's like he's doing with these colleges saying, give me a list of everybody that's yada, yada, yada. When somebody swipes you, they're able to collect a database against you. Yeah, they got your info. So don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Anyway, uh, Perryville Prison in uh, Buckeye, Arizona, for allegations of, where al- if allegations are true for, um, what is this there? Uh, oh, it, it, that's the one where some of the female inducing. inmates are saying that their pregnancies were induced yeah. against their will by the prison uh, before their due date. I don't understand mm. what that's about. So that's some craziness. Kevin McCarthy, the wannabe Speaker of the House, for not uh, knowing when to say when. Okay, with his old situation. Yeah. And uh, anyway. Uh, also, I got Rick Rick Singer, the college scam person. After all this stuff, he's only serving three and a half years. And then those mm. stupid Florida burglars that called 911. Trying to get the police to help them move stolen merchandise. Uh, uh, who was who Abu Issa? Abu Issa. 42-year-old woman in Herndon, Virginia, daycare, for taping 18-month-year-old oh. child to a chair. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. That was crazy. This woman okay. actually taped an 18-month-old child to a chair. I guess the child was, you know, whatever the child was doing. Jesus she takes the child to a chair. Wow. Um, mm. Also, all the carjackers, all these, now, now you got kids out here trying to carjack people. Recently, mm. there was mm. some in Maryland. Teen, I mean, like what, 13, 14, 14 15? 14, 14, 15, yeah. 14. Yeah. Crazy. So yep. I'm putting all the carjackers on the kiss it list. Uh Anybody else? Anybody yeah. else, Kevin? Papa Didi? Oh, I know. That's it? Uh-huh. He ain't thinking of- okay, we got a special gift for everybody on this week's kissing list. And Kiss here it is. my entire ass.
Hi, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, Swat, darling. We're down to the last word. All over to you, Papa Didi. What's your last word for the uh, first show in 2023? Well, I'd just like to, first of all, say that I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled about uh, the Buffalo Bills player that uh, went down in the Monday night game I was watching a week ago, a little less than a week ago, uh, DeMar Hamlin. Number three, he's a safety for the Buffalo Bills. This brother was tackling a wide receiver and took a hit in his chest where he was just positioned just so, where not only did it knock went out of him, but just stopped his heart from, from beating. And he's been trying to get his heart back in order and get his lungs back in order. And they said this morning for the first time, they was able to take him off a respirator. He's breathing on his own. He's able to say some things to his teammates. He's talking to his family at his bedside. And God bless the fact that that brother's back and, and back alive and well for a moment and still recovering, I'm sure. He's in the Cincinnati Medical Center. And, um, you know, God bless him and his family. And the, the humble thing about this brother is that as a player, he put in for a Christmas drive, you know, during the Christmas holidays. And he's only asking with the uh, GoFundMe account for 2500 measly dollars because he knew just how people were struggling for finances. I guess he figured 10 15 $20 for people to get him 2500 or whether he was going to match it yeah, or whatever. He only wanted 2500 toward that money. You know, it was a like, daycare Christmas drive mm-hmm. thing. And now people have contributed to the same drive, and they've raised over $7 million on a thing where it was only a $2,500 cap that he wanted on the GoFundMe situation. And for him to wake up from his situation and see $7 million in his GoFundMe thing that he was only asking as a humble brother for 2500 to help with toys and things, and end up with $7 million. It just shows that the love up there in Buffalo and all around the world was just unbelievable. So my final word tonight is like, God bless that brother. You know, his name is uh, Delmar Hamlin, and he's uh, number three. And they're going to paint the number three on the fields this week, as well as Buffalo Bills wearing number three patch on their jersey. So God bless him and his family. Welcome back, brother. That's beautiful. Well, my last word is I just want the pathological liars to be put on notice. I hope that 2023 is a year of truth. I hope all the liars are being called out and put on notice that your lies cannot hide anymore. There's too much available information, too much exposure, too much transparency. Your lies are going to be found out. So how about we just be honest and be for real and tell the truth for change? How about that? Let's just tell the truth. All these liars out here doing whatever they're doing, let's just tell the truth because the the lies are going to be found out. So I'm just saying let's throw away the lies and be who you are and what you are. Whatever you are should be good enough. And if it's not good enough, you're in the wrong crowd. That's my last word. What's your last word, Kim? 
Wow, I got some powerful statements tonight to start off this new year. Hey, that's how um, we do. I'm not, I might as well just join in. Um, my last word is stop the violence. Um, from the carjacking to the shooting, mainly, that's what is, what's going on with these youth. They don't have a clue what is going on. You're killing our race. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of innocent bystanders are being hurt by that. Um, just a couple of days ago, not far from where I live, an eight-year-old boy got shot. Mm. Now, thank God he's still living. But how can you get out of broad, get out of the car broad daylight and shoot someone else? Because you're mad at them or whatever the case is. I just don't understand their logic and their mentality. Just just stop. Just stop. And grow the F up. That's, that's what they probably need to do. Just grow the F up. <laughs> you know, that's my last amen. word. Amen, amen. All right. Well, that wraps up the first show of 2023 for the Pajama Party crew. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us. We're going to go around one more time and say good night. And we'll do it again next week. Say good night, Papa Diddy. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And this is Red Wine signing off until next Friday night when we'll do it all over again with a fresh episode right out of the oven, steaming hot, because that's how we serve it up. Until then, we're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. No, no.